Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February the 11th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two, and our goal always, to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And as you know also, ladies and gentlemen, that our goal is peaceful. Now, it's very interesting. There's mainstream press stories out there now being released saying, hey, talk radio really created the anger and the simmer and the boil. And the hatred. We're going to reject that narrative as we have for decades, ladies and gentlemen. All right? I agree that there are some hateful people everywhere, but not on this broadcast. We believe in love, kindness, patience, right? We stand for solutions. Uh, we're peaceful. We've been peaceful. We've rejected violence at every turn. We've stood for peace and patience and prosperity. Uh, I, I don't even know how to describe the frustration that I have. I've been in radio for a long time, ladies and gentlemen, more than 25 years. And I'm telling you, back in 1996, uh, Bill Clinton went off about hate radio, and radio took a massive hit back then. Conservative talk radio took a beating. Revenue was down. People struggled. This was right after I got into the business, a little bit after. Uh, and he said, hate radio, hate talk radio caused all these problems that, that we're facing. And now they're doing it again, attacking talk radio as the problem. And if I could say one thing about it, my response to those people who claim we are haters, our goal is to promote God, family, and country, and to protect life, liberty, and property. We want to back the supreme law of the land and peacefully restore the republic. And we stand with the prince of peace. Our leader has a nickname of the Prince of Peace, even Jesus Christ, who I testify, he died on the cross and he was resurrected. He lives, ladies and gentlemen. And because he lives, we can live too. We can live free of tyranny if we keep his commandments, if we repent and change. He promises us he will heal our land and protect us. That is the Prince of Peace that we follow. And I don't really want to hear that we're violent or that we're causing hatred or anger or dishonesty or it, it isn't true so folks accept the truth as it is and understand that you've got a war in heaven between god and satan that continues on the earth and we are in the middle of that war and you must decide you know whose side will you be on what will you spend your time advocating for huh that's really where the rubber beats the road and they can make up all kinds of lies you know, there was speculation back in the day that Jesus Christ was going to create a violent overthrow. Didn't happen, wasn't true. 
Even when, uh, you know what, Peter tried to go to war, chop off the ear of the soldier that was trying to attack Jesus Christ. Jesus said, hold on, Peter. Calmed Peter down, healed the ear. All right. He could have vanquished all of his enemies. He had the power. So, you know what? We follow the Prince of Peace, ladies and gentlemen. And I use that example to hammer the point home. Okay, when we use the words fight, when we use the words, you know what? We're not going to take it anymore. We're taking our country back. These kind of phrases, they're not meant to be violent in nature. They're figurative. What they mean is we need to stand boldly, nobly, independently, and peacefully for that which is right and moral and honorable. And you know what? Donald Trump for four years preached peace. Yeah, he preached the rule of law, law and order. He talked about, you know what? Let's let's get a Republican majority. Now, I don't agree with even getting a Republican majority because I don't think that's the answer. Nevertheless, I digress except to say that, you know what? Everything he advocated for was peaceful. Now, you can say, well, what about when he said beat up, you know, people that were causing trouble or, or disrupting his rallies. And look, folks, you have the right to peacefully assemble. You don't have the riot card in the Constitution. You don't have the protest card in the Constitution. You have the right, according to the First Amendment in the Bill of Rights, to peacefully assemble. You have a right to a redress of grievance, but that there's no evidence of or push for uh, violence of any kind or the destruction of private property or by using force of any kind. Those things are not true. Now, are there bad apples among the barrel that certainly cause the trouble? Absolutely. On every side, in every large group, they exist. But let's not be so naive and so ignorant and so divisionary that we allow that to become the narrative that the bad apples make the barrel. There's a lot of good people doing good things for the sacred cause of liberty, and I commend all of those who stand for peace, who advocate for peace, who push for honor and stand for integrity. See, those, those things are not in opposition. The desire to demand accountability the desire for a redress of grievance, the willingness to stand up, the advocacy, the advocacy for um, accountability in courts, even throwing criminals in jail. Okay, These aren't violent words. These aren't efforts to be violent. A lot of people speak of the word revolution. They don't mean a revolution of violent proportion. Many of them mean that we want to take America back, that we want to but their words sadly get trapped in a betrayal. You know, in the modern day, the Bible teaches us that people will take advantage of one because of their words, etc. We need to step back from that, folks. We need to de-escalate, not escalate. We need to do all within our power to say, hold on now, calmer heads can prevail. We can agree to disagree. You know what, maybe we don't have complete unity, but we can have civility. This is something that we really, really, really need to work towards in America, ladies and gentlemen. Just my two cents as we continue in the, in my personal opinion, unconstitutional impeachment trial of Donald Trump.
He's a citizen, not a sitting president. They don't have authority to impeach him. And what's fascinating to me about this railroad impeachment in the first place is they know they don't have the authority. That's why the Supreme Court justice who's supposed to lead these trials wouldn't do it. That's why Kamala Harris, who would be second to do so, wouldn't do it. That's why they had to go to Patrick Leahy to do it. But Patrick has all kinds of conflicts of interest like you would not believe. Okay? That's the problem with this whole narrative. That's the problem with this whole discussion. All right? Trump on trial, Patrick Leahy, juggles his responsibility as, quote, judge, juror, and witness. Wait a minute. Judge, juror, and witness? That's right. The Constitution, by the way, specifies that the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court should preside over the impeachment child of a president. Well, what they try to say is, well, that doesn't matter because he's not the president. Oh, exactly the point. So they want to say he's not the president when they decide who's going to try Donald Trump. Um, they want to say he's not the president so we can use whoever we want. You know, a Supreme Court justice is supposed to try the president, but he's not the president. Then they want to say, but yet we have the authority to try the president. You can't have it both ways, you dishonest, immoral, power-hungry bureaucrats. You don't have that authority. Okay, so they try to manipulate it both ways. Bottom line is they know that they don't have authority, and they know that it's wrong. But they're going to move forward anyway because they're power-hungry and greedy. And it's sad to say, but we need to return to the civility that America should be known for as we follow the Prince of Peace. And if we're truly the followers of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, some say Yahweh, right? Some say the Messiah. Either way, the Prince of Peace, the great counselor, has encouraged all of us to keep his commandments. To be our brother's keepers. To do things that will create kindness and love and patience with one another. We've got to work on that in America, ladies and gentlemen. And that's my plea that we do work on those things. By the way, we had our guests, two guests on. Steve Stockman, former Texas congressman. Um, DefendedPatriot.com is his website. He's out of prison, but he's still a prisoner in his own home. His sentence was commuted, uh, but he did not get a complete pardon so he could be tossed back in jail by Joe Biden. We also had Larry Pratt, formerly with Gun Owners of America, talking about all things liberty. Those two guests were with me both hours yesterday. Steve updates us all on his release and how he's doing at home. The Department of Justice targeted other conservatives way before Trump and Stockman. America's political prisoners deserve full pardon, not computations. Town Hall even writes, Trump, please pardon former Senator John Woods. Will you be silenced next was the big question on our minds as we discussed it in detail. We also talked about the free press called Mr. Edwards. That's my buddy James Edwards, the leader of the Ku Klux Klan. He has never even been a member and he sued for libel. James Edwards sued and said, you can't say that I'm not. I've never even been a member. And they said, hey, based on Aesop's fables and the company you keep, yes, we can. And they did. A case-setting precedent that, in my opinion, is absolutely going to remake our country in a very, very negative way. Right? Wow. We needed more support, Capitol Police Officer Carolyn Edwards said in USA Today. She pulled out a container of chemical spray to try to stop the bad guys, and her supervisor said, put it away. She's the only one that'll talk. Nobody else will speak up at all. You wonder what the real truth is on that, huh? Maybe that ought to come out in the trials. Not. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? 
Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we follow the Prince of Peace on this broadcast and encourage everyone nationwide to do the same. You're listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. I'm in the recap, ladies and gentlemen. A good friend of mine emailed me, and at the bottom of the email, it said this, praying with you for our precious republic. Amen to that. Brian Russ, RussQuinnandGift.com with me, praying with you for our precious republic. Brian, what do you think of that uh, comment? Is that peaceful? I like it. I think so. That's great. All right. Well, that's going on. Mexican drug cartels are using TikTok to entice young people. Carol Swartz with the article to join cartels and peddle drugs and everything else. So that's going on on TikTok. Facebook was the biggest organizing venue uh, for the events that occurred on January the 6th. And I'm kind of wondering why um, Facebook uh, and then Instagram, why they're not really uh, under the gun for some of those things. Federal government, believe it or not, didn't spend any money, didn't protect uh, the Capitol, even though they knew ahead of time that this might go down in violence. Turns out that Mark Meadows drops the bomb on impeachment that changes everything. He says the president offered National Guard troops several times, even not only in the summer, but even in January, multiple times, and the leadership rejected the support from President Trump, didn't tell their frontline rank-and-file police officers about it. Now the cops are mad because the leadership in the Capitol betrayed them, and President Trump is angry because they didn't accept his help, and now they're blaming it on him for creating an insurrectionist violent riot. But now what's interesting is after the fact, Brian, federal government spent $480 million deploying National Guard troops after the Capitol, right? They say that it was the largest deployment of troops since the Civil War. 
Brian, that happens after um, what the horse has <laughs> left the barn, buddy. That's right. I mean, what? It, and then they're going to blame. A, hold on. Then they're going to blame this on Donald Trump. Right. Yeah. It's 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 unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable. And and here's the thing: How come we can't, you know, get fair press based on this that let and, and allow a people to know where's the stories about that? You know that 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 we this is what's happening, and yet they twist it and they turn it. Uh, to, you know, cover their agenda, the, the agenda that they want to happen. And yet the truth doesn't get out. I mean, people just don't, you know, they, you know, it, it's it's terrible. Yeah, you got that right. Very interesting uh, information. And Americans are seeing more and more and more what's happening. They also, the Democrats who are leading the, quote, prosecutory side of this, um, uh, in my opinion, kangaroo court trial, that's constitutionally supposed to have a Supreme Court justice at the helm. It does not. It has a conflicted senator with all kinds of conflicts. They say Patrick Leahy, this guy, that's supposedly the impeachment man, Trump on trial. Patrick Leahy juggles his responsibilities. He, Patrick Leahy is the senator that's kind of the head of this thing. He juggles his responsibilities between judge, juror, and witness. Yeah. And you kind of go, are you kidding me right now? Did we elect this guy to be a judge of the president? I don't think so. So, see, we got all kinds of problems with that, Brian. But meanwhile, South Dakota's working on something else. A South, a South Dakota Republican introduced a bill to reject Biden's executive orders and simply call them null and void, sir. Good. Yeah, I think we need, I think we need more <laughs> states to stand up like that, don't we? Yeah, I mean, well, that's the problem, the backbone. I mean, you know, we thought we were going in the, you know, getting a, a, a fair direction, you know, support, and they just fold. You know, it seems like that, you know, it's these parties that, you know, you feel like, okay, well, Republicans are going to step up now and support, and they just fold because it's, it's this big old, big old boys club, I guess you call it. They're just, you know, okay, if you're, if you're going to go this line, we're going to destroy you and take you out of any kind of position or hold any kind of, you know, you know, uh, office here really to, that you might have some input. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. They fold. Well, in my opinion, Joe Biden should be arrested for a lot of reasons. But Jackson County, Texas sheriff, guy's name is AJ Ladderback, says the Biden administration is enforcing its quote no deportation policy and creating lawlessness at the southern border. Every peace officer in the United States should be extremely concerned about the attitude, the lawlessness, the complete abject removal of law, Ladderback told Tucker Carlson. What he's done is effectively and functionally dismantled ICE, basically telling the agents to stand down. Yeah. That's what a Maryland sheriff, Chuck Jenkins, told Steve Ducey. He said there will be no enforcement. This border's on criminal stuff. Yeah. Because our national security's at stake with that one, Brian. Right. How many people are going to be affected by that that <clears throat> that are, you know, that perhaps will will lose their lives or that as a result of a just stand down and let these people come through or whatever and, and then others, you know, you know, God giving uh, <clears throat> individuals who are trying to live the right way and do the right things will be destroyed or killed or whatever as a result of others who could care less. So I find that interesting comparison, and I want to pick your brain on this, Brian. On one mm -hmm. hand, we're going to dismantle everything and let everybody just kind of roll through the border as they choose. 
Never mind national security. Just set that all aside. If you say anything about it, you're a racist, right? Right. Now, the comparison parallel that I see right now is the Capitol building. The narrative is that a bunch of ne'er-do-wells led by Donald, the chief insurrectionist, um, went into the Capitol. Never mind that he said, go to the Capitol peacefully, patriotically. They took that out of their the playback of the video yesterday. They, they doctored the video, manipulated the video, and played it back. Um, and not really um, with the peaceful statements from President Trump in it, so people wouldn't get the fair uh, reality check, and uh, the Democrats are being soundly criticized for this. But I bring this up because it's interesting to me. One of the police officers there that was getting beat up and everything else said, I pulled out my pepper spray to try to stop some people, and my supervisor said, no, stand down, put it away. The Capitol Police not commenting. So now what we've got is on the border, we're saying dismantle all the protections, and at the Capitol dismantle all the protections, and blame it all on Donald Trump and or his supporters. Right. Do you want to respond to that parallel? I find that striking. Well, I I do too, but it's it's this whole agenda that's going forward. I mean, if if, uh, President Trump was, was, was saying, okay, well, let's get these troops in place let's do this let's do this they don't they don't talk about any of that kind of stuff it was an order by the way that they ignored just so you know from the president yeah well and and then then they twist and turn this they they you know they tell their officers to stand down they don't but you know you don't we're not getting and that's the problem we're we're having here is we're not getting the truth we're not getting the truth it's after fact or after or a piece here or a piece there that we have to either uh you know, fight for just some of these pieces to, to hold on to, but they twist it and turn it to make it look like, well, that, this didn't happen. This didn't happen. Well, well, it kind of did happen. We kind of find out, but you know, so they really confuse us as people trying to figure out what's going on here. We get no, no real truth. It's just, we're, we're thrown here and there and tossed to and fro and, and confusion. And that's, yeah, I, and I, it's I, in dribbles and pieces that we find out so that we can't be too frustrated or that we can't demand change. And then they say, Oh, right. angry people, this, and the people are angry. Well, yeah, we are angry, but that doesn't mean we're going to catapult the violence. Right. You know what? We are frustrated, but that doesn't mean we've lost our minds. Right. And, and that's what they want you to believe. The second you decide to get a little bit frustrated, it's like, Hey, you've lost your mind. We better have a mental evaluation on you. Uh, you're going to go, <laughs> you're going to go postal on us. And okay, wait, you guys are, you guys are, quantum leaping here it isn't none of that's yeah. true yes we do want change yes we do want accountability yes we do want to stop the criminals but we want to use the checks and balances that our founding fathers really gave their lives and honors and sacred fortunes for and everything else sacred honors and fortune uh, because you know what that's the answer it doesn't mean we're ready to to come unhinged right but they say that because then it makes you want to back off and go oh you're right i better be super gentle they want you to be so gentle that you lose your fangs. Can I use that yeah. comparison or not? Because see, fangs are bad, right? Right, and and here's a here's a point too. Where where's these people that we elected into office that support us to help us? We need their and and they just turn a, a blind eye and turn their back on us. Where are those people? Amen to that. While that's going on, just so you know, some hackers tried to poison the water supply in Olsmer, Florida's water. And I guess it turns out that they stopped them. That's good news. But I think it's more of a shot across the bow saying, hey, nothing is safe. Your border's not safe. Your capital's not safe. Your water's not safe. Brian, you're not safe, buddy. You better turn over your security. Uh, You better give up some of your liberty and turn over that to somebody else. And that's where, in my opinion, the core deception lies. Yeah. If we give that up, sir, we will never get it back. Well, that's right. You know, and then you you, you have our our patriots that have fought in this country to, to um, 
help us to have the freedoms that we enjoy and so on. And they're, they're kind of uproar and, and so on. But, you know, we get confusion within our, our state, our, you know, within each other. And before we know it, now we've got a, a major war a, attempting at our country, right, from other countries that hate us anyway. And, and we're so, I don't know, that, that's, what's that? Is that the next step? I don't know. I pray that we can stand for liberty. I'll tell you that. Ladies and gentlemen, on the rodeo. I can't wait to get an update on the rodeo. All right, Brian <laughs> Russ with us, RussQuinnandGift.com. If you want a friend, if you want a man and his family that's been in the coin business for 50 years to help you navigate and take possession of your medals, or Brian Rust is your man. RushQuinnandGift.com. When we come back, precious medals update and more. I call it an honest money update on Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. President Biden on Wednesday evening held his first call with Chinese President Xi Jinping since taking office, raising issues including human rights in Hong Kong and Xinjiang. The leaders also discussed pandemic, climate change, nuclear proliferation, and seeking areas of engagement when it serves their country's mutual interests. The Biden administration has continued to face pushback for its response to illegal immigration. On Tuesday, a federal judge, Drew Tipton, issued an additional restraining order on Joe Biden's 100-day freeze, which extends his previous ruling by an additional 14 days. The judge claimed the Lone Star State would face irreparable harm if the policy were to remain in place. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention said Wednesday people who have been given full doses of the coronavirus vaccine no longer need to quarantine after exposure to someone with COVID-19. The criteria includes people exposed to COVID-19 that were fully vaccinated and exposed within three months following their last dose. USA Radio News. Can you really believe the news? So much spin. Americans just don't trust big media. And if you're really tired of the old news... Check out Newsmax TV, the fastest-growing network in America. It's on all major cable systems. Each night, watch Newsmax TV and see big shows with Sean Spicer, Greg Kelly, Lindsey Keith, Stinchfield, and Rob Schmidt. They're exposing Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi's surprising agenda. So tune into Newsmax anytime. If your cable doesn't carry it, call them and tell them you can go to another service that does. Or you can download the Newsmax app on your smartphone. It's free, and you can watch it anywhere in the world. Newsmax is also free on TVs like Samsung, LG, and Vizio. And millions of people watch Newsmax on Roku, YouTube, Pluto, Zumo, Apple TV, and more. There's a reason 30 million Americans watch Newsmax TV all the time. Check it out today. Newsmax is real news for real people. The owners of Town Talk Diner and Gastropub, a popular South Minneapolis, Minnesota restaurant, is suing the city and mayor, Jacob Frey, over what they characterize as insufficient response to the unrest rioting following the May 29th death of George Floyd. Casey White and Charles Stotts filed their lawsuit in district court Monday. The legal action alleges that Frey and other leaders did not act decisively to protect city business owners and residents from vandals that looted, damaged, and destroyed property and livelihoods. The suit is seeking $4.5 million. The president of the Tokyo Olympics Organizing Committee is reportedly set to resign amid outcry of comments he made earlier this month that women talk too much at board meetings. Yoshiro Mori, who previously served as Japan's prime minister from 2000 to 2001, is expected to step down on Friday when the Olympic Organizing Committee's executive board meets. He is expected to be replaced by former Japan Football Association president Saburo Kawabuchi. USA Radio News. 
Brian Rust with me, ladies and gentlemen. RustQuinnandGift.com. I'm telling you right now, Valentine's Day, get yourself some precious metal. Your spouse, your loved one will thank you later. I'll tell you that right now. More valuable than jewelry, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Honest Money Report, Brian. Well, you've got gold sitting at eighteen forty-three ninety. Forty-three ninety. Yep. Okay. One eight four three ninety, and then twenty-seven point two on silver. Not two zero on silver. So it's slightly changed, but not but not much. Right. And yet, and yet, realistically, <clears throat> your metals, your your physical metals, are we can't keep them in, and they're flying off the shelf and unbelievable amounts so you know there's the there's the manipulation you look in the market in fact in fact we had we have the highest trading volume in history in history by far on the comics uh and the shorts i mean they they put the these you know four big uh groups shorted the market 33.4 million ounces and at the end of the trading day so at the end of january into the first of february we saw a net $1 gain. So you've got the, the, the tr- highest trading volume in history, and we ended up with a dollar gain, which is an absolutely crock. Well, that's because they can play games with the medals, and they don't have right. enough people uh, that are the small average Joe uh, able to make enough plays in the market to call a halt to the con game, like um, GameSpot and a few other things. They called a halt to that con right. game. They could do the same thing with gold and silver. If people were to seriously purchase um, uh, these shares when they sell short, just grab it all up and say, "All right, now deliver." That's right. It would it would call right. a halt to the halt of the con game in seconds. That's right. But if nobody calls for the delivery, they can play those games all day and win. That's right. So yeah, so that you know that's why we're 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 just we instruct our uh, clientele and that just to average cost, average cost. You average cost, you know, put get you know if you've got some extra income. Or a lot of money sitting in the bank, you ought to. You better be putting protecting because of, at some point, uh, you know, we we look for a, a devaluation of the dollar and other things to happen, and uh, you better have some of that, which is peace of mind. In my opinion, uh, diversity in your portfolio is the name of the game, huh, Brian? Yep, that's exactly right. All right, now I want to bring up this story that I find fascinating. I want to get your take on it. You know, everybody believes Bitcoin is the savior. They almost believe uh, that the you know cryptocurrencies are better than gold and silver and all that kind of stuff. And I always warn people, don't dip your toe in the crypto. But listen to the latest. Guess who's against crypto now? Uh, let's hear it. Um, uh, the global warming or, or climate change folks. Mm. And the reason they're against it is this. According to researchers at Cambridge University, in terms of, quote, annual energy consumption bitcoin now consumes more power (laughs) than argentina the netherlands and the uh, emirates arab emirates at 121.36 twh (laughs) right there you go. The Cambridge Bitcoin Electricity Consumption Index. Did you know we had one of those, Brian? I didn't, but I... <laughs> Cambridge Bitcoin Electricity <laughs> Consumption Index 
it's a tool that's been developed to kind of monitor this alternative finance. They say this surge in electricity consumption aligns directly with the Bitcoin rise in price, which has increased from 13000 something, $748 on November 1st, over 46000 now. And um, yeah. they basically say, you know what? Bitcoin energy needs are incredibly large. And now what's happening is Tesla bought a ton of Bitcoin. Okay? <laughs> That's right. Now, listen to this. Tesla got a big government, oh, what do you call it? They got a big old bailout yep. or a gift or a, a subsidy or, you know, I don't know what you want to call it. All right. So what they're now saying is, hey, we gave Tesla a bunch of money. He spent that same amount of money on Bitcoin. Now what we're thinking we need to do is create a carbon tax on cryptocurrencies, Brian. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> what do you think of that? That's, that's right. Well, I, I do I do know that, you know, when they're they call it the mining as they mine this stuff, I mean there's you know, there's guys that that uh, have huge warehouses full of these uh, processors or whatever that are running twenty four seven, and they 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 pull a lot of energy. No doubt about it. <laughs> I find surprised. it fascinating, though. They call it the process for Bitcoin relies on a process of mining, where they you know use complex you know mathematical equations to to uh, you know deal with. Uh, Complicated mathematical hashes is what it does, and then it creates the coins. But the problem is, Bitcoin's value hit a record of forty-eight thousand a high this week. Yeah! Wow! There you there go. There you go. That's so they can pay the, the the electricity bill, I guess, huh? It went up enough to where now they can afford to pay that bill. Yeah, so Tesla got $1.5 billion environmental subsidies, and that's how much he spent on Bitcoin. Yeah, how convenient, right? I mean, the, the rich keep getting richer. They just keep well, it getting... It works out well. Yeah. It's, it's, uh... Now, I'm go. not really the guy that says I want to tax the other guy, right? So it's hard for me to back a, quote, carbon tax necessarily. Uh, but I understand the point, right? All you got to do, Brian, is instead of put a tax... On the thing, in my mind, all you got to do is you got to stop the subsidies. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just amazing. And I look at this Bitcoin thing and I I think, how come the environmentalists haven't been speaking out about this sooner? I mean, you're talking about more power than Argentina, the Netherlands, and the United Arab Emirates right now. (laughs) I mean, when are they going to jump in and go, hey, we think this is a problem? Right. Well, that's right. <laughs> and now all they're talking about is, hey, let's tax it and let government, what, get back the money that they, uh, how do you say this? We're going to let government get back the money they gave in a subsidy to Elon Musk. And Musk is the guy that got a bunch of money subsidy. Now he put it all into Bitcoin, and now they want to tax Bitcoin. I mean, it just goes round and round, Brian. Yeah. yeah. So is Elon is Elon Musk going to have to pay tax? Is he gonna, or is this other people are going to pay it so they can subsidize him? Well, everybody's going to be paying it who's involved in Bitcoin if they have their way. Now, I, I, I mean, they don't really have mojo enough to pass this kind of a tax right now, but that's the, uh, the you know, 
idea for solution is what I would call it. Uh, right. They're mentioning at this point. And I look at this thing and I go, so they're going to crank up more and more environmental restrictions, more and more climate change legislation. They're going to back everything into it. Pretty soon they'll say, hey, those talk radio folks, man, use a lot of electricity now. <laughs> you know, it, it, where do we go with this? What I mean is it just seems to never end. They create a crisis. They create a massive problem, Brian. And then it's like, oh, let's create more problems to solve the problem. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. All right. Twitter, right. Twitter says Trump will never be back on Twitter, buddy. Yeah, they'll never, he'll never be allowed back when you're removed from Twitter. You're removed from Twitter, they say, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we better start something else that, that allows people to, to voice and not be, seems like one-sided. The problem, Brian, is how do you do that? Yeah, I know. I mean, it's so expensive, and even if you start something, if they don't like it, they'll just use choke points on the Internet and shut you right on down like they did Gab and, and some of these other places. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, and you don't want those guys at the top, those Twitter owners and Facebook owners, and they don't, they don't want any of that competition. They just want to be able to do what they're, you know, make the laws. Yeah, all right. So we heard gold and silver, but I never got the rhodium, buddy. Rhodium's twenty one thousand. Whoa, that's up quite a bit, isn't it? Yeah, it's up up more. Yeah, and the it's, reason it's uh, up more, so people understand, is because there's not so many paper manipulations of it, right? Right. Yeah, palladium uh, or a platinum, it's up two hundred two hundred dollars. So yeah. So what's the relationship between gold and silver right now? How many times? Oh, I didn't figure that, but it it was sitting around the seventy seventy eight. Way out of whack. Maybe. Should be fifteen twenty kind of range. Yeah, Maybe we broke a hundred, and now we're back down to around the that eighty mark or, or so, seventy seventy eight eighty mark. So a yeah. lot of people are wondering how come the um, you know how come it, we haven't fell off the wagon on this thing? You know, you've got the coronavirus, you've got so much job loss, you should have inflation. You're starting to have shortages. How are they able to keep a cap on this? so well in spite of it all. Brian, I know you got to leave after this, so 10 seconds or so. How do you think uh, they keep a lid on this thing? I don't understand it, kind of. Well, it's, it's just the, the manipulation. I think eventually, at some point in time, it's going to explode. I mean, there's just no way they're going to be able to continue to do what they're doing. So, thanks, my friend. We'll have you back yep. soon. All right. Hey, thanks. Brian Russ, RussQuinnandGift.com on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win they lose nothing less big q little q the calm before the storm by a friend of megagoria the strategy of heaven revealed big q little q the calm before the storm available on amazon.com or by calling caritas in the u.s at 205-672-2000 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. And I want to talk more about it. You know, back in 96, hate radio supposedly caused all the problems we face. In America, that was according to Bill Clinton. Hate talk radio caused it all. I've been around for a long time in this, ladies and gentlemen. Right? And um, now they're back at it again. There's a big article that says this. Quote, before the riot, anger crackled. On talk radio. And this is what I was referring to before we had Brian jump on. Shows hosted by Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, and other talk radio stars promoted, quote, debunked claims of a stolen election. Now, in my opinion, that's where the big lies start. We don't have debunked claims of a stolen election, ladies and gentlemen, because the courts and government never gave us an appropriate, proper redress of grievance. They never let the cases go to court and to be judged on the merits of the case. They always shut down the court cases by saying you don't have standing or, you know, whatever, to where we don't have to take this case. They never really judge these cases of vote fraud on the merits of the cases. We have all kinds of vote fraud reality. But they won't listen. And they say that it's not true to the point of nauseum. It is true, and we do have lots of evidence. And even when we bring up evidence, what they say is, well, that's not enough evidence. Yeah, there's vote fraud, but there's always been vote fraud, they say, but it's not enough to overturn the election. And my response is, how do you know you haven't even subpoenaed for the information that would prove or disprove that reality? So I submit to you that they lie. So the first headline lies. Before the riot, anger crackled on talk radio. Now, the reason that's a lie is because they make you believe in that statement that anger caused the riot. Okay? Preceding the riot, anger caused the riot. That's the lie. You bet we're frustrated. You bet we're disappointed. And you bet we're angry when they won't let us have a redress of grievance in America, when the checks and balances in America fail to the point where you can't have a true investigation with transparency, with investigative authority, when you can't get to the bottom of something and you feel like you've been wronged, there is anger. 
I don't deny that. So when you say Inger crackled on talk radio, there's a little bit of truth to that. But in that false narrative by the headline, says before the riot, Inger crackled on talk radio. See, that's the wordsmithing of dishonesty that I'm bringing up. Okay, and then it says this, and urged listeners to fight back. Two days before a uh, mob of Trump supporters invaded the United States Capitol. See how they go there? Okay, that's where I think the lie begins. They're acting like we caused it. That's not true. They're acting like because we're frustrated that that, you know, led everyone to go to violence. Only a few people went to violence, and we don't even know who a lot of them are. Many of them are not Trump supporters at all. They're Antifa. They're Black Lives Matter. I admit there's trouble on the left and the right. There's bad apples everywhere. There are some Trump supporters, I'm sure, that were involved. But then it says these before the riot upended the nation's peaceful transition of power. Okay, that's not true either. The peaceful transition of power happened on the 20th of January, and there was no violence at all. So again, they're mixing so many things together by their wordsmithing that it's just not true. They say leaving at least five people dead. Now, you know what? There's uh, discussions about these five people that died that some of them didn't even die related to the riots. Some of them had underlying health problems that uh, may have been part of their demise. One of the police officers, they're doing an investigation. They won't even say how the person died right now. Uh, another one, a, a female got shot by the cops. Maybe the cops are a little too aggressive, huh? Now they say the, quote, right-wing radio star Glenn Beck delivered a message to his flock of 10.5 million viewers. So now what they're doing is trying to make his viewership 10 million radical extremists, right? His flock of lemmings, kind of an idea. This is the lie. They don't say that when it's their group. But here's what he said. Quote, it is time to fight. It is time to rip and claw and rake, Mr. Beck said on his January 4th radio broadcast. Yeah, but that doesn't mean violence. It is time to go to war, Glenn Beck said, as the left went to war four years ago. And this is the point you could say we're calling for war, but what Glenn Beck is saying is, hey, you know what? They didn't accept the last election. The Democrats didn't accept the last election. All they would say is, oh, Donald Trump, you know, stole it. Donald Trump should have never been president. Donald Trump, da-da-da, got helped by Russia. Donald Trump, and they didn't accept it. Now, they say a former Fox News host, Glenn Beck, has speculated for weeks. That's not speculation for weeks. We have talked about some of the evidence, for sure, but we haven't speculated for weeks. What I've merely said is, hey, let's go to court. Let's get subpoena power. Let's find out who knew what, who knew when, who said what, who. Let's get the affidavits. Let's get the evidence of the software. Let's, and that's what Sidney Powell has been saying. But he said, they say that Glenn Beck has speculated for weeks about baseless claims of voter fraud in the presidential race. See, again, they add this baseless claims. There's no baseless claim. He told listeners that Donald Trump had taught conservatives that you don't have to cower anymore. You don't have to back down when ridiculed into oblivion. That's fine, but that, that doesn't go to violence. You can fight back. Now listen carefully. 
Then they admit way down in the article, Glenn Beck did not lobby for his listeners to invade the Capitol. A day later, Glenn Beck did urge marchers in the Capitol to kind of channel their Martin Luther King, adding that violence is just not who we've ever been. But the language that he used before permeates the aggressive rhetoric, they say, that caused the problem. So this is what I'm saying to you, ladies and gentlemen. Violence is not who we've ever been. Channel your inner Martin Luther King. He never, meaning Glenn Beck in this case, never advocated to go to the Capitol and commit violence. Right? Now, they say weeks before the Washington siege, talk radio uh, used all this kind of rhetoric, right? But the problem is, is the Democrats have used way harsher rhetoric than that. They say talk radio is perhaps the most influential and under-chronicled part of, quote, right-wing media where the voices of Glenn Beck, Sean Hannity, Rush Limbaugh, and others waft through the homes and the workplaces and the communities of tens of millions of listeners before the riot. The shows were often unrestrained forms for claims of rigged voting machines. They're beyond claims, folks, of rigged voting machines. That's the problem. And even if they aren't rigged voting machines, I can make that claim if I want to, even if it's not true in America. There's no truth serum to my free speech, is there? They say in a liberal conspiracy to steal the presidency on behalf of Joseph R. Biden Jr. Mark Levin, who reaches, they say, an estimated 11 million listeners, a week said in a Christmas broadcast that stealing elections is becoming a norm for the Democratic Party, and he called on his listeners to crush them, crush them. We need to kick their blanks. All right? Then they talk about Cunningham, a syndicated host, I guess. In Cincinnati, told listeners on January 4, I will never surrender and collapse an act of it's okay when hundreds of thousands have voted illegally on January 5th. Right? Now they say as Trump supporters started to converge on Washington, Dan Bongino spoke out. The Democrats rigged the rules to make sure the election would go their way. That's what he believes. But can these hosts say what they want? Right? They say Limbaugh read led the rise of right-wing talk in the 80s. He claimed without evidence that the election had been stolen. Leading anchors did not explicitly urge an attack on the Capitol. Anyway, they continue. 
But the bottom line is they're making talk radio out to be the boogeyman. So where do we go from here? This article's huge, and it basically documents that radio is the cause of all the problems. In fact, the radio hosts are just angry, hate-filled. They say that a New York Times transcript monitoring the Sean Hannity show. They say the election was referred to as fraudulent, rigged, and so on, on over 600 radio stations. And this causes some of the violence. At some point, people break. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I don't see any of the language that Glenn Beck or anybody else used that caused a violent capital surge. You can say, well, he used the word fight, so do the Democrats. He used the word war, so do the Democrats. Okay, this isn't something that is unique to conservatives. I've always avoided those warlike statements. Whenever someone said, hey, we need to go to war, we need to have revolution, we need to I always temper it and say we need to stand peacefully, no doubt. We need to be very careful about the narrative they're trying to spin us into, this war mentality, this battle mentality, this discussion of revolution mentality. I reject it all, and I have so for over 25 years, ladies and gentlemen. And you could say, well, your counterparts that are way bigger than you in the media, they're advocating for, you know what? I don't believe they are. They're not wise enough and careful enough, in my opinion. And so they get caught in their words oftentimes. Uh, but the point's still the same. We have never advocated for violence and an overthrow of anything. All right? In fact, many of us urged our listeners not to go to the Capitol. We warned of violence at the Capitol. We encouraged people to remain peaceful and calm. So did President Trump when he said, let's peacefully and patriotically go to the Capitol. Okay? The bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, is are we going to defend free speech in America, whether you agree or disagree with it, because we believe it's the right thing to freely have speech and associate or are we going to reject that on the altar of somebody might use their speech in a way that you don't like or agree with because they say there's debunked voter fraud allegations and I say that's a lie they are not debunked we've never had the chance to properly obtain a redress of grievance hour one on the can Andy Mangione coming up for hour two we got a lot to talk about on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Tell the tale. Donate liberally, would you please? LibertyRoundTable.com. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Broadcasting live. From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now, ladies and gentlemen. This is the broadcast for February the 11th of the year of our Lord, 2021. Hour two, always promoting God, family, and country. Always protecting life, liberty, and property. Always following the Prince of Peace to the best of our ability. That's who we are. Trump on trial. Patrick Leahy. Whacked out extreme senator. Been in government for more decades than most of us have been alive. Juggles his responsibilities, they say, as judge, juror, and witness. How do you be a judge, a juror, and a witness and not have a massive 
Incredible conflict of interest, ladies and gentlemen. The Constitution, by the way, specifies that the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court should preside over the impeachment trial of a president. The problem is they want to claim he's not the president, so that's not necessary. But then if he's not the president, the Senate doesn't have the right to try him, do they? Mm. Yeah, can you try an average citizen Senate? If so, then we've let the legislative branch now become the judicial branch. What the heck's going on around here, ladies and gentlemen? Those are the fair, honest, open questions to ask. But ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats yesterday showed their true colors. They dishonestly, Democrats edited impeachment video, dishonestly exclude Trump's call to protest peacefully. All right, now Twitter says Trump will never be allowed back ever. Wow. It's getting squirrely, ladies and gentlemen. The mainstream bogus lies. Before the riot, they claim anger crackled on talk radio. Well, it's half true. There are people that are frustrated on talk radio, no doubt about it. But then they literally, like the dishonest Bill Clinton back in 96, did 25 plus years earlier, saying that, you know what, it's talk radio, that hate-filled talk radio is causing all the problems, and, and they make it sound, they admit in the article, we never called for riots, we never called for storming the Capitol, we never called for violence of any kind, but they say your anger and your rhetoric preceded all this. The problem is the anger and rhetoric and dishonesty, I've already played the sound bites for the Democrats, uh, eclipses any of the talk on conservative talk radio. But I have called for peace more than any other talk show host on the radio. I have demonstrated our desire to not be revolutionaries and to promote revolution. I've said we need to be restorationists to peacefully restore the republic. We talk about God, family, and country. We talk about the Ten Commandments, which, by the way, is thou shalt not kill. Honor thy father and thy mother. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Thou shalt not commit adultery or sexual sins. Right? We've talked about the Ten Commandments. We've talked about the two great commandments. Love the Lord thy God and love thy neighbor. The, the great commandments... And that's where the law hangeth, if you will. And we've talked about a lot of this stuff on the radio, probably more than any other talk show host. And we're angry. There's no doubt about it. But that doesn't mean we're going to go violent or go postal. We're frustrated because we don't believe that the checks and balances are being followed in America. We believe that there's a cabal, secret combinations of elitists that are starting to lord over us in very, very dishonest, immoral ways. Our founding was designed to prevent that, ladies and gentlemen, and to be honorable, to be true to those who led the way. Our founding fathers, we must carry forward their legacy and be very gun-shy of big government, be very gun-shy when they turn judge, jury, and executioner on us. All right? We want peace, but we are frustrated and angry. But that doesn't mean we're going to go to violence. Let me give you an example. Now they're saying forget the term pandemic. Start thinking endemic. Why? Because COVID may be with us permanently. Like the flu, says the Wall Street Journal. So now masks and shots and lockdowns. And will that be here with us permanently as well? We don't see any signs of it really letting up, do you? Wow. There you have it. Now, I don't like this headline, but I'm going to give it to you straight. They say there's a war between Mike Lindell. That's the... CEO of MyPillow, right? And Dominion Voting Systems heats up. All right? Um, This is very interesting. Now, I don't want to call it a war. 
because it's not a violent war. No one's shooting bullets or anything else. Uh, but they are taking two sides in a court case, etc. And so they're calling it a war between Mike Lindell and Dominion Voting Systems. They say that it heats up. Dominion spokesman, quote, Mike Lindell is begging to be sued. All right. My pillow CEO defends his absolute proof documentary on election fraud. Art Moore with WND.com carries the piece. And um, I find this really interesting. I don't want to call it a war because then they'll say we're using violent warlike words, right? So the um, <clears throat> disagreement between these two, do you see what happens, ladies and gentlemen? We start to lose the meaning of words. We start to not understand or, you know, we're not able to pack a punch or a punch ought to be. Wait, can I say punch? See, we're getting these kind of problems where it's hard to articulate, hard to explain things. So there's a um, disagreement going on between Mike Lindell and the Dominion Voting Systems. Mike released a film that's two hours long. If you haven't seen it, you got to go hunt for it on the Internet. Uh, really definitively documenting vote fraud to the umpth degree. And he doubles down and stands by that documentary and says, hey, this is absolute positive proof of the vote fraud. But everybody in the mainstream press says without evidence, Mike Lindell says there's vote fraud. And, and now the CEO of Dominion is saying, we're going to sue Mike. We're going to sue Sidney Powell. We're going to sue Ju- Rudy Giuliani. We're going to sue anybody who's ever made any allegation. When do you have a right to have your own opinion about something? Whether we agree or disagree, whether you think there's evidence or whether you think there's not. Do you have the right to your own opinions and beliefs and thoughts on something? Anyway, I don't like to call it a war between these two, but I will say the disagreement no doubt heats up. And I really hope for a lawsuit because I hope that we can get this stuff out in the open before the courts. But here's the problem. The courts are as corrupt as all get out now, too. They won't even hear the discussion. Right? Now, Mike Lindell, or Mike Lindell, my CEO, is defending. He calls it absolute proof, documentary on election fraud. I've seen it. It's very good. Do I, do I agree with Mike Lindell that it's 100% positive proof? Um, it all depends on if you want the opinion standards. Do you want the media standards, which are a little bit higher than the opinion standards? Do you want court positive proof standards that are even, you know, the bars even higher? I don't know. Because here's the problem. My opinion is there is vote fraud and his documentary backs up that opinion. If we want to talk about media, well, there's enough evidence by video in the movie, in the documentary by Mike Lindell to literally in the media say there's enough here to report on it. That's for sure. But then they're trying to sue people like Fox and others. They're trying to let go of certain hosts, etc. Uh, Lou Dobbs is one because they say you shouldn't be able to report on this. But you know what? In my opinion, the video evidence in the documentary certainly rises to the level of justifying reporting on it and even having an opinion on it. So if I can have an opinion on it, if I can report on it, what's left? The burden of proof that would be required in court, right? 
but the burden of proof that would be necessary in court, we cannot get to because the courts won't accept our cases, right? And what they're going to say is, Sam, you're whipping people up into a frenzy, buddy. You can't do that. And my response is, I'm not really interested in a war between anybody. I am interested in the truth, though, and I believe that his documentary does have some serious evidence that ought to be looked at. But yet, if we're not careful, you're going to have the um, big voting company, right? You're going to have the big Dominion voting systems with plenty of money from governments everywhere around the world suing Mike Lindell. He'll never keep up. They'll trade him up all of his money. How long will Mike be able to stand? He might have enough integrity never to cave, but he'll be his reputation will be besmirched and destroyed, and his money will be gone. And they'll destroy his reputation. Anywhere he goes from now on, that'll be the guy that mm, thought there was vote fraud and there wasn't, and we proved there wasn't, and he never mind the real truth, right? While everybody's debating serious things like election fraud and Democrats faking video to convict Donald Trump in the courts and free speech on talk radio being under assault like you've never seen before, while we're taking on those issues, don't worry. The Aunt Jemima Company, they're getting out of hot water. They're going to jettison the racist term. Now Aunt Jemima Pancake Mix officially has a new name. Pearl Milling Company. Yeah, Pearl Milling Company. They say that name's been around forever, and it's a good name, and it's not a racist name, and they're moving to it. So ladies and gentlemen, if you like those Aunt Jemima Pancakes, and look for the Pearl Milling Company soon. It's going to take a little bit to get rid of the racist uh, product. So, you know, you might want to hold on to a piece of that, if you will. You might want to hold on to a piece of uh, Aunt Jemima pancake mix because it's going to be, um, oh, what do you call it? A collector's item at some point? Because then you'll be able to document the history like they do a lot of times, right? Aunt Jemima pancake mix officially has a new name. Pearl Milling Company. I guess you got to look for Pearl Milling Company pancakes, huh? All right, hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman. Liberty Roundtable continues on your favorite news the networks refuse to use talk station. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So, uh, you two are real actors, huh? 
Well, I was an extra on a soap opera for three years. And I'm best known for starring in cat food commercials. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to play our parents for how long? Oh, just during dinner for the next few years, probably until you're both off to college. Your real parents will be back every night at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock? Hey, your dad's busy. He's got work, softball, yeah. client functions. Yeah, and your mom, she's got the literary club and play rehearsals. So. Uh, don't you worry. They'll be back on time. Otherwise, we get time, time and, and a half. half. Ka-ching! <laughs> <laughs> okay, according to the script, we're supposed to ask you how your day was. Yes. Um, okay, I guess. Ooh, is that the best you can do? I think I want my real parents. I don't see that in the script. No ad-libbing, please. There's no substitute for a loving parent. And when you're really there, you'll know how much you care. From The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I've got Andy Mangione with me, AMAC.US. Back on your radio. Welcome, sir. Hey, Sam. How are you? Hey, man. I want to talk about this really quick with you for a second. Aunt Jemima, Pancake Mix, changing their name, sir. The official new huh. name, Pearl Milling Company. Uh, and they say that they got to change the name because Aunt Jemima Mix is all racist and everything, so they got to jettison all that. But, sir, I just want to uh, talk about this for a second. I'm not really interested in the racial aspect because, you know what? Whenever I've eaten Aunt Jemima pancake mix, I've never thought of racism. I just thought of yummy food and Americans bringing incredible food to the table. And I never even took any time to think about what race anybody was or any of those things. How about you, sir? Uh, I, I would say that when I have pancakes, the uh, last thing that I think about, this is me speaking, is uh, race. Uh, I really look forward to, as a matter of fact, my wife made pancakes yesterday, okay? My uh, my son had... You, you, hold on, hold on. Birthday. You didn't say, is that from the black mix or the white mix or anything like that? It was pancakes that she put oh. chocolate chips in that were just wow. delicious uh, to celebrate my son's 18th birthday. See, and, uh, amen. And that's my yeah. whole point is that, you know what, sir? I'm not interested in debating race when I eat pancakes. I'm interested in how good it tastes. And you know what? It's tasted so good for so many Americans for so many years. It should be beyond discussion and debate now, shouldn't it? Uh, you would think, Sam. I think, I think that, uh, you know, this, this wokeness is a, uh, something, it's a, it's a phenomena that has uh, made, it, made its way to, you know, aspects of American life from professional sports to corporate boards, uh, college campuses, and, uh, uh, it, it's just something that uh, is uh, it, it's agree with me or will cancel you. And I mean, it dovetails into cancel culture. And it's uh, it's a shame that uh, people are behaving this way. Obviously, we've got to uh, I think we've got to treat people right. OK, I mean, that's 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 fundamental in life to treat everybody with respect. OK, but uh, uh, this this uh, the intoleration uh, that that's fostered by this woke movement is uh, uh it's, it's, I can't say it's, it's, it's just it's, it's interesting and it's, uh, it's destructive. I think that's probably the best word yeah, for to it. To me, it is so sad. So Mark Cuban decided he wasn't going to have the um, Star-Spangled Banner anymore at the games for the Dallas Mavericks and everything. And people started to complain and go, what are you talking about? Well, now, quote, overruled the NBA dunks on Mark Cuban. Orders all teams to play the anthem. Now, I'm not really for ordering all teams to do things, 
But I'm also not for letting the cancel culture get to everybody everywhere all the time and uh, due to, to fear of being called a racist or uh, somehow a uh, you know slave owner or somehow. Uh, what I mean is they wrap all this into some cadre of confusion that, that nobody knows how to unwind. And, and so to me, I'm bringing this up for the cancel culture. I don't know that I'm for the NBA stance. I guess as a private organization, if they want the Star Spangled Banner, they can say if you're part of our group, then you got to do it. That, that's fine. I reject the force. I reject the lack of choice. I reject the cancel culture. I, we just seem to be mixed up to where you don't even know whose side to take anymore, Andy. Well, yeah, it, it, it's mass confusion, and I don't know if that's uh, uh, if that's deliberate, you know, on the side of uh, the people that are running around who seem to think they are more aware than everybody else. Um, but, but uh, it, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was happy to see the NBA say, no, you're going to play the national anthem. Certainly they're a private entity and they could do what they want. Uh, but it's nice to see someone stand up to, uh, you know, on behalf of, of, of the national anthem for, for crying out loud. You know, that was, that was nice to see that. Now, I don't know if it's going to be enforced. I think the NBA, I believe, also has a rule that players must stand for the anthem, but they don't seem to enforce that. So we'll see if this if this rule with the Mavericks is going to be enforced. Well, and my take on it is I don't like force, but I agree if you're part of a private organization, if you're going to be part of the whatever group, they have every right to say this is what our rules are, and if you're part of our group, uh, that's what we expect out of you. I think they can say that. And if Mark Cuban doesn't want to be part of the NBA, he can start his own, you know, no national anthem league if he wants or whatever else, and but I find that interesting. But I want to play the national anthem, and I like the Cactus Cuties version personally. cuties my friend i do not all right well the reason i'm playing this one is because the cactus cuties are a bunch of little girls from like 8 to 14 years old and uh, in texas they got the plan to sing the, or the opportunity to sing the national anthem and here they are in texas gentlemen the cactus cuties they're literally eight years old to 14 years old and uh, in my opinion it's one of the most favorite star-spangled banners i've ever heard and the reason why uh is because number one they're incredibly good but but more importantly than that when you have youngsters sing like that it gives you hope for the future 
of the Republic, Andy. I, it was just beautiful. It was just beautiful. You know, it just it's just it's thrilling to see these young these young ladies. Uh, you could hear the patriotism in their hearts as they sang. It was just it was a beautiful rendition. And imagine being in a group where you're a little kid, and later you can say, "Hey, you know what? I sang the national anthem." And I, you know, what a what an opportunity for pride and joy. And what I'm hoping with this is that we realize this is across generations, this is across races. The idea that we're all Americans, that we should celebrate the freedoms that we have for the love for one another, that we should have the the civility that we should have. Um, in America for one another, the respect for one another. And you know what? We shouldn't be dividing over pancakes. And we certainly shouldn't be di- uh, you know, melting down over the star-spangled banner. What we should be doing as Americans is getting together, standing arm-in-arm as Americans to say, hey, how do we restore the greatest republic on the planet? How do we uh, work towards the return of the embodiment of the principles that, that really make nations great? and bring hope and prosperity and stability to everybody who becomes part of it. And then how do we welcome people with open arms legally to make a difference and to be part of the the greatest thing ever? And then how do we teach other nations uh, to do the same? I mean, isn't that what this ought to be about, sir? You would think. uh, You would think. And and maybe you can, uh, you know, get that message to Congress, okay, Uh, instead of wasting their time with a show second impeachment that may or might may not be constitutional. Uh, regardless of the vote in there, if you listen to the legal experts and get back to the work for the American people. I mean, I know it sounds trite, and I know that I don't want to insult anybody's intelligence, but don't you think they should be working in our behalf other than, uh, you know, instead of, uh, of of wasting, you know, money and wasting precious time uh, trying to impeach a president who has already left off. Now, here's what's sad. In the um, prosecution side of Donald Trump, they literally edited the impeachment video, and they dishonestly excluded the part where Trump begged people to go to the Capitol, but he said do so peacefully and patriotically. They took that part out, sir. Yeah. Are you surprised, Sam? I know you're not. I mean, I, I'm I, that's not a rhetorical surprised, question. but I am so disappointed that, you know what, we yeah. allowed it to get to this state. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it, it, nothing should surprise you, okay? You know, I, I, I guess I'm at the point in my life where I'm not surprised. Uh, by what uh, these people do, these people meaning people of the left. Um, I get disappointed, but I'm not surprised uh, that they would doctor. I mean, look at how the media treated President Trump for the last uh, four years, and even when he was running, uh, just how dishonest they were. And, uh, I mean, we, we uh, I wrote a piece on, on fake news for the AMAC magazine that came out in February uh, where it wasn't hard to find all the dishonesty and the deception that you found in the main street media during the the trump administration so having um you know members of the democratic party you know edit a video to present as evidence doesn't surprise me all right i've got a bunch of stories that i want to get to that relate to when andy mangione says hey we need to get back to the things that matter in america amen to that ladies and gentlemen so i want to talk in detail about that All right, explosives are missing from a Marine Corps base in the Southern California desert, the military now confirmed. I want to talk about this national security concern, and why isn't that one of the top stories in America, huh? Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. 
USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Now that 10% of Americans have at least one COVID-19 vaccine shot, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention on Wednesday updated its guidance regarding masks. After finding that wearing a cloth mask over a surgical mask helped prevent the spread of coronavirus, the CDC website now recommends that people layer their masks with a cloth mask that has multiple layers of fabric. President Biden announced on Wednesday he had approved an executive order for new sanctions on those responsible for the military coup in Myanmar and repeated his demands for the generals to give up power and free civilian leaders. Pelican Waste and Debris Workers Dion Merrick and Brandon Antoine in Iberia, Louisiana, knew something was wrong when they observed a silver sedan in the middle of a field. Turns out 10-year-old Jalisa LaSalle, abducted a day earlier, was in the car, and the two heroes were able to block the car from escaping while police arrived. USA Radio News. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining, and bloating again and again. No way. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor today. You may be able to save on Linzess and make fewer trips to the pharmacy. See if you're eligible to pay as little as $30 for 90 days. Visit Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Abbey and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. President Biden has his first phone call with Chinese leader Xi Jinping. USA Radio News' Dan Araki has more. President Biden spoke to Chinese President Xi Jinping Wednesday evening for the first time since taking office. According to a readout of the call, Biden pressed the Chinese leader on human rights abuses, its recent actions against Taiwan, and climate change. The president also discussed approaches on battling the COVID-19 pandemic. Tennessee Republican Senator Bill Haggerty says he's glad to see the president push his Chinese counterpart. But the former ambassador to Japan tells Fox News that Biden will have to get tougher against a country that doesn't play by the same rules that we do. And I was pleased to see that President Biden called out Xi on some of the nefarious actions that China's undertaking. But China is moving aggressively every day. They're moving against us. They're moving militarily. They're moving diplomatically. And certainly they've been moving economically in a very predatory manner. They don't play by the same rules that we do. And we've got to be present and pushing back. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau. I'm Dan Naraki. We are USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Andy Maggioni with me, ladies and gentlemen, Vice President of Mature American Citizens, AMAC, with me. Vice President of the Association of Mature American Citizens, AMAC.us, with me. And uh, I guess in 29 Palms, a bunch of um, explosives uh, went missing, the military's confirming, Andy. Now, to me, this is a national security thing that I I don't understand. We need some uh, explanation, accountability, some discussion. uh, Congress should be dealing with this national security crisis, in my mind. Well, you know, uh, how could it not be? This is C4, okay, 10 pounds of C4. They're saying that it vanished from a Marine Corps base 
outside of Los Angeles. Uh, and I, I think, I don't know when this happened, but I have a belief, <laughs> I have to believe that this happened probably long before the story came out about it. But you would think, and I don't mean to make light of this, Sam, this is a serious, serious situation here. And, and how could you not view this through the lens of national security? Uh, they are, uh, you know, you know the uh, National Criminal Investigative Service didn't comment on the uh, you know on, on, on the missing C4 uh, and they're saying that we're respecting the investigative process uh, so th- it, this is just uh, uh, it, it, it's it's mind-blowing okay that that this this you know high-powered explosive okay and they're saying that uh, this C4 is so high powered that one-tenth of the amount stolen could blow up a car okay so whoever has this has some heavy duty explosives that could do some serious damage and i think it must be viewed as a national security issue well and i want to know though how did this breach happen though there should be careful you know uh inventory um responsibilities and what i mean is is that we need to to hold some people responsible for this and when uh you know joe biden is going to basically let the border leak like a sieve you know, how do we know that somebody didn't cross the border and do this? What, what I mean is right. we don't have any handle at all on what the protocols are and what needs to be or should happen or whatever else. They're just going, hey, it went missing. We don't really know. Golly. And we're not going to tell you anything about it because it's under investigation. And I'm thinking, what? Yeah, right. And, and the first thing that popped into my mind when you mentioned this theft was I wonder who, you know, I wonder who took this. And I wonder if they were in the country legally, you know, given the uh, the Biden administration's uh push to open the borders up, to remove uh, the safeguards that uh, President Trump put in place. Uh, this this could be a, a, a very nasty situation. They are very tight-lipped about it. But, uh, you know, we need information. We need answers, something to let us know that, uh, hey, they're on it. And uh, we'd, I'd love to know what the progress of the investigation is. You know, Well, I mean, and let's be very clear about this, whether it's a Trump supporter, whether it's a Biden supporter, whether it's Antifa, whether it's Black Lives Matters, whether it's the white boy or whatever they are and Proud Boys or whoever the heck they are. I don't even know these groups because I'm not associated with them. But what I'm saying is I don't care who it is. It needs to be stopped that it's wrong, and it's a criminal activity, and it needs to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Uh, no matter what group or who it is, there's bad actors everywhere, and we need to stop them. Yes, and how about a little transparency along the way? Yeah, and then accountability to top it off, huh? Yeah. All right, Rush Limbaugh's producer, Bo Snurdly. Our prayers are with Rush. As you know, Rush hasn't been on the air since uh, February the 2nd, so it's starting to get longer and longer. Uh, as his health declines. And he basically says, Bo says this, our prayers are with Rush. God's not done with you yet. You still have a lot of work to do for America. And my prayers are with Rush uh, also. And by the way, if this was Hillary Clinton or this was uh, Barack Obama or maybe some of the people that I completely disagree with, if they were having health problems, I would be saying the same thing, Andy. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's if you if you listen to Rush, uh, he had mentioned before. I think it was probably around December that uh, he said like a year ago, I mean, in December of 2019. You know, they told him that he wouldn't be here in December 2020, and he kept acknowledging uh, you know the fight that he's that he's facing and the progress that he's making. Uh, it's it's uh, you, you're right. There's you, you don't hear anything. You could disagree with people. You know you don't hear anything. But what he's done for broadcasting, what he's done for radio, and I'm talking, you know, terrestrial radio. Okay, uh, the, the rebirth of the talk the talk show format that uh, that he 
trailblazed. These are significant, uh, significant achievements for a guy who never finished college, for a guy who bounced around and, 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 and like you're a radio guy, Sam, you know how many times he gets fired from radio stations, how many times he failed before he actually succeeded. And when he succeeded, he succeeded in a way that uh, most broadcasters would you know, couldn't even imagine that type of success is available. Yet nothing, you hear nothing about this from the news, no acknowledgement of his success. He's, he is an American success story, and that should be acknowledged. There's no doubt about it. And like I say, if this was somebody else that was very sick, we would have the same attitude to them. Even if we completely politically disagree with them, we would hope and pray that they don't have pain. We would hope and pray that a miracle occurs for them. We obviously would lead it to God in everyone's case, but... We would advocate for uh, the kind, gentle, no matter who it is that's suffering. You know, and, and I suspect that when he does go, uh, he will be acknowledged because you see uh, people that disagree with him and people that disagree with his ideology. Uh, they they tend to be all hugs and kisses uh, when, the, you know, you know this is not counting the extremists on their side that are celebrating every conservative death they can get their hands on. But, uh, you know, I, I suspect that his... Uh, you know, if if this happens and, and we do lose Rush, um, that uh, you know, once he's gone, then the then then some begrudging accolades, uh, you know, in, in a very minor sense, may may come from the left, but only after he's not with us anymore. So this is you know, that's that's their template, that's their game plan, that's the book they play from. But uh, in the meantime, no acknowledgement of what this man has done, uh, the, the fact that uh, President Trump awarded him the Presidential Medal of Freedom last February, you know, February of 2020. Uh, you, nobody talks about that. You know, it's, uh, it's a shame, really, for, for what, uh, what this man has accomplished. Well, our prayers are with Rush, uh, and our prayers would be with anybody else who is sick. I'll give you an example to make the point. Bruce Springsteen, I guess, got busted for a, D- a DWI or whatever, <laughs> driving under the influence yeah. or whatever. Now, that's sad, and I agree that we need to create accountability so that he doesn't continue to drive around, okay? But at the same time, I'm not here to celebrate his um, right. struggles. and, and, and right. Now, I don't agree with Bruce. He's a whacked-out liberal from a political point of view, in my opinion. Uh, nevertheless, yeah. even though I disagree with him, I still don't wish demise and trouble on his family. I hope he can get a handle on that, sir. Exactly right. If he's got a problem, I hope he seeks help. But uh, I, I apologize for chuckling, but it was something that uh, I read that Jeep pulled his commercials uh, once they found out about uh, his running with the law. I think it happened November of 2020. And uh, apparently they were not aware of this before they put this, this wonderful, you know, this, uh, this, this Super Bowl commercial together. I'm not going to call it wonderful because I, there, I think there was a bit of hypocrisy with Bruce. He's running around bashing Trump, bashing Trump. And now all of a sudden it, during the Super Bowl, Jeep airs this commercial or he's, he's talking about unity and meeting in the middle. Okay. And uh, either he had an epiphany. Or he's kind of phony. I don't know. And then all of a sudden this. Uh, well, and one of the uh, unique things about yeah. President Trump is he never drinks. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that, to me, in my opinion, is a good thing. Now, I'm not saying that if somebody chooses to have a drink responsibly that I'm that I'm here to be against them. I'm just saying, hey, if somebody's going to uh, commit to never drinking and say that's not what I want in my life. And, hey, um, you know, I think Trump should be, uh, you know, commended for that. And I hope that Bruce can get his life together. I think pulling all the commercials of Bruce is a little extreme. I think what they ought to do is let it run its course. And then if they don't want to renew based on, you know, the associations with him, but I don't think that what we ought to do in America is somebody gets caught with one mistake and you ruin their whole yeah. lives over it. I've got a problem with that well, you, too. Yeah. Even when it's Bruce who I disagree with, I'm going to defend him. 
that you, well, know, you know what? what he should have a choice yeah. in life to repent and have an opportunity for change. And and I hope he gets a handle on it. But we shouldn't just melt down yeah. and destroy everybody either side. Well, Sam, this is the culture that we're in right now. Okay, and and I agree. And with I'm going to speak out mistakes. against it, sir. Yeah, yeah, and you should. You know, we we all make mistakes. We we are all sinners. Okay, nobody's perfect here. All right, we we've all made bad decisions throughout our lives, and uh, you, you should not. You know, I mean, if I mean, everybody deserves a second chance, and I don't care what side of the political aisle you're on. Okay, that that should be a blanket statement for 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 humankind. Okay, see, and they tell you that uh, I'm just peddling hate talk radio, sir. See, that's how you, yeah, there it is. No, right? But uh, you know, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, this isn't this was an isolated incident, and it wasn't something that's part of a bigger problem. Amen. But uh, it, you know, and, and you know, look, you know, I grew up listening to Bruce and and uh, had all of his albums and uh, loved his lyrics and and but he's a prolific songwriter. He's a prolific performer. I've seen him in concert when I was younger. I don't call him the boss for nothing, sir. Well, well, you know, the talent is obvious. You know, just hope that, uh, you know, if if there's a situation that he's got to deal with it, that that, that he will deal with it, you know. Amen. All right. Now, the CDC says you got to, well, they begin recommending wearing two masks. And uh, don't you think you got to have three, Andy? Well, well, you know, I think they did. They trot out some study that shows that if you had a cloth mask under a surgical one, that's good. So. Hang tight, It's sir. all about the science, Sam. And <laughs> Andy Mangione with me, ladies and gentlemen. AMAC.us, the website. AMAC.us. Check it out. Become a lifetime member. I highly recommend it. I am one. And, uh, hey, it's for seniors and all generations, ladies and gentlemen. We stand together for the sacred cause of liberty. Quick pause, Andy, in seconds. If Planned Parenthood were what they publicly declare themselves to be. They would welcome transparency. We all know why they hide, because we know what they hide. We can confirm federal judges who follow the Constitution rather than reverse engineer their preferred policy outcomes. The truth about abortion is spreading because of advances in medical imaging, because of brave journalists, tireless activists, Compassionate doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. The rising generation of young Americans is the most pro-life in decades because they know too. And one day soon, we will reaffirm our nation's principles in their dignified fullness and avow once again that all men are created equal. All are entitled to life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. 
nagging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. The organization is the Association of Mature American Citizens, AMAC.us. Andy Mangione with me, Vice President, doing a great job bringing people together for liberty. It's becoming a great organization to stand up for the things that we believe in. Really, uh, the things relate to American viewpoints. Interesting headline from Joe Biden, Andy, that says this. Schools don't need to disclose financial ties to communist China. So if schools, colleges, and anything else get money from China, they don't have to disclose uh, that they got a big old influx of cash from the communist Chinese. I find that very interesting. Uh, well, it's very interesting. It reminds me of a conversation I had for, with uh, Senator uh, Tom Cotton out of Arkansas. I was able to interview him for the AMAC magazine uh, last year, and he's extremely concerned about the influence of China uh, on our college campuses with these Confucius centers that are nothing more than propaganda centers on our college campuses that push Chinese policy uh, and uh, in influence, obviously, uh, influence uh, college kids. Uh, this is very interesting, Sam, to be honest with you. I, I had not heard that. I'm glad that I have now. But, it again, it doesn't surprise me given the, the, the Biden administration or Joe Biden, you know, Joe Biden's uh, relationship in the past that he's had with uh, communist China. Uh, and, uh, wow, uh, I, I, what reason did they give? You know, why not have transparency with regard to the funding that these colleges receive? Lord knows they charge enough to go there. I don't even know how to respond to a statement like that from our president, though, where we don't even know. You know, and, I, and I'm concerned about our universities getting taxpayer money and communist-type uh, money. Um, the question is, if we don't disclose any of that, where do colleges' allegiance lie and what will be taught by whom? Isn't that really the question? Yeah. Yeah, that is. I mean, it's, we already see what's happening with these with these Confucius centers. Okay, you, All you have to do is, is do a, an Internet search, Confucius centers, and they'll pop up. Uh, there's already influence there. And if you don't have to disclose uh, the sources of money, and, and if some of that money comes into your campus from communist China, how could you not expect influence to come along with the cash? And uh, my problem is that if we can't know the Chinese, you know, or if they don't have to disclose that, then what else won't they need to disclose over time? Yeah, right, right. And this was, you know, you know, Sam, this is, uh, wow, uh, this was just a... Uh, um, if this was a Trump era rule, all right, and these uh, these Confucius Institutes is what they're called. They are uh, they're state run. They're they're so you've got communist China state run Confucius Institutes on college campuses, and now President Biden has rescinded a Trump era rule that says you you have to disclose it. Meaning now schools do not have to disclose. Uh, universities, it's K through 12 schools, foreign exchange programs, disclose any financial ties and other connections to uh, Chinese state-run Confucius Institutes. So, uh, what is the reason? Okay, there's no reason you could you could Google the story. All right. Uh, of course, the Republicans were extremely upset with this, and there was a swift uh, backlash to it. Democrats, however, <laughs> are slow to react to this, and this. Uh, so, you know. Want to know what, what what the what the reason is to do this? I mean, we can certainly spend a lot of your time here, uh, uh, you know, with conjecture. 
you know, and, and, and forecasting why we think the Biden administration did this. But, you know, what is the reason other than, you know, it was this just another Trump rule that he wanted to undo? See, I think this has to do with national security as well, personally. Yeah. Well, how, you know, I mean, uh, you have to recognize the threat that the that communist China is. I mean, we saw it with, with the advent of the coronavirus when uh, there was threats to our healthcare supply chains uh, made by, by China because they were upset with uh, uh, President Trump blaming the uh, communist Chinese for the, uh, for the virus, for the origination of the virus. And we saw threats made to disrupt uh, much needed medical equipment, masks, et cetera. Uh, and, and other uh, things that are made and, and other actually other items that we needed to combat uh, the, uh, the coronavirus that uh, emanating from China. So I, it's not outside of it's not as if there isn't a history uh, with regard to how the Chinese can threaten us. And well, and historically, they said they were going to use change. the nuclear option referring to finance if we didn't cooperate with some of their agenda items as well. This yeah. was back 15, yeah. 20 years ago, but people don't really realize that. When you threaten to use the nuclear option on somebody, I don't care if you're talking financial or not. It's uh, catastrophic, sir. Yeah, yeah, it is. It right. is. It is. So Let's yeah. move to the idea of warning Americans. HR1 and S1, serious business, Andy. Yeah, this is, uh, again, the, uh, the left and the Democrats are doing a nice job of distracting America with another uh, impeachment of uh, trial of President Trump, former President Trump. We should uh, uh, mention that. Uh, in the meantime, they are racing in the House to pass H.R. 1. This bill, ironically called the For the People Act of 2021, is a 791-page federal takeover of elections and an assault on the First Amendment. And we're working very hard. We've got a campaign underway right now, having our members contact their member of Congress uh, to tell them not to support this. This is a this is horrible uh, legislation. Uh, here are some examples, Sam, of, of, of some of the more egregious provisions that are in this bill. This bill almost, almost completely removes the state's uh, for participating in federal elections, and here's how they're going to do it. And see, this is the, the checks, undermine- hold on. This is the checks and balances that I always point to as the great solutions that they're dismantling one line item at a time, sir. Yeah, exactly right. Okay, it's a federal takeover of federal elections. Uh, it would undermine state election oversight, like efforts to clean up voter rolls. It prohibits requiring a state voter ID to obtain a mail-in ballot. And goes further, Sam, it permits individuals to sign a sworn statement as to their identity in lieu of an official ID. Also in this bill, Sam, it virtually eliminates any restrictions on vote by mail. It requires states to offer online registration. Now, let me give you an example of that. Online voting, I'm sorry, online registration and requires states to allow same-day registration and voting. I think in Minnesota, uh, they passed same-day registration and voting in 2006, and no Republican has been elected statewide ever since. Okay, so this is this Whoa. is some serious, serious stuff, and it's even more. Okay, uh, it uh, this bill effectively permits voter ba- I'm sorry, uh, ballot harvesting by picking up and delivering bundles of votes, and 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 they're going to make it criminal to interfere with the process under the guise of assisting others to vote. But perhaps the most serious aspect of this bill is that it would enable partisan control of the Federal Elections Commission. 
by reducing the, the commission staff from six members to five members, and it effectively facilitates one-party oversight of not only federal elections but campaign finance laws. We are in the process, and so far we launched our campaign to energize and engage the AMAC membership, all 2.3 million of them, to reach out to their elected official in Congress, okay, uh, in the House, because this, this, if we can stop this in the House, it won't get to the Senate. So far, so far over 40,000 emails have been sent to members of Congress on both sides of the aisle, letting them know, hey, I'm, you know, these are from constituents, Sam, who happen to be AMAC members. Uh, we're aware of this. This is not good for the country. Please come up with something else and do not support this. We are not done with this campaign. Uh, we're just getting started with it. And people can go to our amac.us website if they wanted to participate in sending a message to their member of Congress telling them not to support H.R. 1. And the equivalent S1, right? Yes, exactly right. S1, we're not there yet. S1 is the Senate version. Of it, but if we stop it in the House, it doesn't get to the Senate. Okay, but yeah, there there Agreed. are. Two I'm just bills. saying, hey, let's put yeah. pressure on the senators too, so that they're educated and aware. The sooner we make them educated, aware uh, of our uh, displeasure with this, that we believe that it's uh, wrong-headed for the country, that we believe that it obliterates the checks and balances, that it takes the states out of the equation, and ultimately the local people, the counties, and the precincts. Um, the sooner we educate our senators on, on that, the better. So I agree it's not to S1 yet, but it's a coming, and we better push yeah. hard on both places. Uh, because a lot of times at the House, if they know the Senate will give it DOA or dead on arrival, uh, then likelihood it won't even be brought up as much. So we need to put pressure both places. Yeah. Hey, Sam, you're, you're absolutely right, and uh, we are grateful. We've been reaching out. You know, I, I, I serve as, as a spokesperson for AMAC, and I've got a counterpart who does too. Uh, but we're doing a lot of educating on this. This is why I was so grateful to come on today to talk about uh, you know, our campaign to defeat H.R. 1, the For the People Act of 2021. When you talk to – now, you're, you're, look, you're an educated guy. You're up on the issues, okay? But when we spoke to other members of the media, they were completely unaware that Democrats are racing to to get this uh, legislation passed. Oh, yeah, it's and like the magic. While we watch the impeachment clown theater show, then they're going ahead and pushing for this sucker behind the scenes. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, it is dishonest, and it really, we need to give it a warning to Americans because this really, when we say For the People Act, if you want to talk about how they name bills dishonestly, this is it. This is really for the more Federal Government Control Act. And we yep. better be aware. Yeah. You betcha. Hey, think of <laughs> think of the Affordable Care Act, you know, which turned out to be well not affordable. But this is this is not for the people. This is for the federal control of uh, of federal elections, and it's it's bad legislation, and it needs to be stopped. You know, we've always considered our vote, ladies and gentlemen, satrasanct or, or safe or, you know, hey, the, you know what, if you want to be patriotic, what you've got is your right to vote. That's where you can participate. I still believe that's true. But I guess what I'm trying to get at is, ladies and gentlemen, if they have their way on this one, that very fundamental patriotic slash right slash duty, whatever you want to call it, is in jeopardy. I don't know how to say it more clear, Andy. Oh, uh, this is this is was it we anticipated they tried to do this in the last Congress. I think they brought this up in 2017. OK, so they've been sitting on this for a while and they're they're moving at breakneck speed. Uh, they use a very effective tactic of distract and then jam as much as you can. I mean, how many executive orders has Biden signed over 50 so far? Uh, so th this is they're moving very, very rapidly with a very thin majority. And if you want to take heart, take good heart. 
because the Republicans picked up another seat when the race was called in New York uh, the other day. And another Republican conservative woman was elected and brought into Congress. Okay, so they're very thin majorities here, but they're moving as if they think they have a mandate and they're going to overstep. They've already overstepped and they're overstepping big time with H.R. 1 and S. 1. So we're asking people to reach out to their member of Congress. You could do it on the AMAC.us website and let them know not to support H.R. 1. And we also need to say, conservative Americans, we want you in 22. Not only do they have a very thin majority that we can hold off if we're educated and involved, uh, but in 2022, we can change the game. Remember, every two years, everybody in the House is up for election in a third of the Senate. So, you know what? We want you, conservatives, in 2022, grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, whatever you want to say, run for office because you believe in something. And let's go ahead and stand for the greatest country on the face of the earth. Andy, final words yours, sir. Sam, I just appreciate the opportunity and encourage people to join uh, AMAC. We are the fastest growing conservative seniors organization in the country. They can do so by going to amacamac.us or calling 888-262-2006 to speak with our member services representatives who will enroll them today. And the reason they're uh, growing so fast, ladies and gentlemen, is because they are taking a stand and providing a, a, a lobbying group of, of plain old Americans that have not had a voice for so long. They're bringing these issues to the table. They're taking guidance from us, we the people at amac.us, and then they're doing their very best to use our collective greater numbers to have influence for we the people. God save the Republic of the United States of America.